Hello and welcome to an old new world. This episode, I'll be talking to Mina Prince, the author of Finding My Stillness. Please listen and enjoy. Uh, Hello, hi. Hi. This, I'm just going to introduce you to Mina Prince. And she's the author of a, a lovely book, which I, um, I read called Finding My Stillness. And, and I got introduced to the book by your cousin and, That's a, correct, and, yeah. a, and a conversation that we had. Uh, and it was just about I, I, I've got a love of reading books. And she says, well, my cousin's written a book. And I said, really? Because most people talk mm. about it, but they never do it. So um, hello, Mina. Hello, hi. How are you doing? I'm good. And before this, we're having a lovely conversation. So, yeah. no, no, we did have a good conversation beforehand. No, no definitely, 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 definitely. Uh, right. What got, what made you write the book? Out of curiosity. Yeah. So, um, I'll take you back. So, I basically, I'm turning forty next year. But I got to a stage in my life about three years ago. I just wasn't happy. And I felt like I was being burnt out. Uh, um, my, gra- my grandfather passed away. And um, I was just working a lot. I was doing a business that didn't really, I had to end it because I didn't have money to fund it. And I decided, you know, enough was enough. I needed a break. So I decided to take a sabbatical. And I didn't really have an intention to write a book whilst I was on my sabbatical. I guess it just started, I was traveling and just enjoying not having the pressures of work and social media and life in general and, and socializing because I'm a big social person. And it was just backpacking. And I guess during my time of backpacking, um, I started to keep a check of what I was doing and started to post and post around my adventures and the countries I was visiting. And a lot of people were really interested in what I was doing, which I was like really shocked about because I just didn't think it was that big of a thing to do. And I guess just seeing everyone's interactions from my social media posts, and people contacted me to say that I've really inspired them or that's something that they wanted to do as well. Um, or in the countries that I visited and realizing that a lot of people wanted to go to those countries or were from those countries. So really having this really good interaction with people. Um, one of my friends then said, why don't you just write a book about this? And I thought to myself, yeah, because there is actually a market out there and it's actually capturing my time and my life. And so whilst I didn't think it's going to be this big book to publish, initially it was going to be a book for myself and my family members. Yeah. Um, but as I said, because of the interaction I was getting from people, I thought, you know what, let's do it. And then it was in lockdown, and that was the perfect time um, to write the book and to publish it. I mean, one, so I guess, yeah. I mean, two things. One of the things I, I liked about the book is that it it's really concise. So I, I know uh, I've, I've read some books which are 300 pages plus and 200 pages, mm-hmm. pages. But what I liked about this, it was just concise and honest, really honest. I mean, I want to get back to that later but the second part of the question about publishing how did you go about publishing the book yeah so i self published it through um amazon i worked with a company an external company um who helped me to understand how to self-publish through amazon and just gave me some guidance and advice around that um because it's an area i've never been about and i'm still trying to understand how to do it so um yeah and i also spoke to friends who also have been self-publishers as well and um, did a quick course with a friend who runs their own self-publishing and tutoring course. Okay, that's brilliant because I know that I think that's the, the biggest the biggest hurdle uh, about how, yeah. how I've got the idea. People are saying, "All right, go ahead and, and 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 write your story," and then, well, how do I get it out there? And that, that's and that's the the question I've always asked um, asked or asked people is that, well, how did you do it? And so, how how easy was it 
for you to do it? Or, or what hurdles did you have? It was easy doing it, but the hurdle was me mentally doing it. Okay. So, because I know how open and honest the book was, it was a case of me. <laughs> yeah, it was a case of me thinking, do I actually really want to publish this? So I started writing it January, February last year, so 2020, and I didn't publish it until um, December 2020 because um, I was at that stage of, do I really want to publish it? Do I really want everyone to know a part of me? So that was the biggest hurdle of me actually saying, me and I just get over this hurdle and actually just release it to your wider friends and family and yeah. to the external audiences. Because initially it was just going to be for a small group of people. And it was a personal thing for me, yeah. to be honest, just to capture this moment. But um, the hurdle was, as I mentioned before, publishing it externally, not actually the, the actual doing of publishing it. Because maybe it's a male thing uh, and versus a female thing or different mindset is that uh, there's a book yeah. I read called British and it was by Phil uh, Hirsch. And again, it was yeah. very honest. And I thought, okay, could I do that? And then uh, I, I've read other books. And what struck me about this is I said the size of the book, because it's very concise, and it's very mm. honest from, 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 from start to finish. And, and as a woman, and when you decided that you were going to travel and primarily how you were going to travel and, and, and mm. where you were going to go, is it something you just said, well, I'm going to do it? Or was there any kind of like doubts about it, about what you're going to do? So I decided within two months I was going to do it. So, um, I had a, yeah, I know. And one of those things, if I say I want to do something, I'm going to do it. Um, so fortunately I had a friend as well who wanted to take a sabbatical and we were just both like, do you know, let's just do this because we're never going to get this opportunity again. And I spoke to my manager and she was really positive about me taking time off. Um, obviously I had some reactions from family members who thought, um, you're a female of this age going backpacking in Southeast Asia. That's right. Yeah. Why are you doing that? And even um, I call them my black aunties who are not my aunties, but they yep. see and you start talking about this. And they were like, what's your mother, what are you doing to your mother? Why are you doing this for? Mm-hmm. Um, but it literally was a spur of the moment of, I should say three months ago that this is what I was going to do. And I came to a point in my life where I didn't know what was next for me. Mm-hmm. And I needed to have that pause of finding out what is it that I wanted to do with my life. And I always felt like each year had to mean something. And that year didn't mean anything for me. And I wanted to end that year with something meaningful mm-hmm. and personal for me and to take some time back. So um, it was my friend who obviously was a really driving force to help me decide to let us do this. She took a sabbatical going to South America and then met me in South um, East yeah. Asia afterwards. So I was there pretty much by myself and the majority of it. And I thought it was just perfect timing um, for me personally and work-wise as well. Yeah, but I think that's one of the beautiful things about age as well because i know someone who andrew who went to south america i think he's he's now coming to actually he's in his early 30s now and that's the thing that Uh struck me because he said about the aunties and i think i fall into that same category because the initial the initial uh adventurers as far as i'm concerned were the people that are now seen as the windrush generation and and yeah and that's hence one of the reasons behind this podcast is that having those conversations i think it was really brave to be in your early 20s to to travel to an unknown place the mother country but in your case it was like well i'm gonna take this break and i'm gonna go to another part of the world and then you're not going with a group of people you said you spent a lot of time reflecting by yourself and and being there and discovering certain things i mean there's certain it's one part of the book where you i think you took an adventure on the back of a, a motorbike if i'm not mistaken yeah and 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 tell me about that because to me that in itself on an unknown place as a woman on the back yeah. of the bike not really a hundred percent certain where you may be going what, what was that like 
Um, so I also had my big backpacker, which was quite heavy as well. Yeah. And I think I was really scared. I'm not going to lie to anyone. I remember being really paranoid about what is it am I actually doing? Why am I putting myself through this situation? Mm-hmm. And I remember just having my phone, trying to keep an eye on where he was directing or driving to, and just so that I knew um, that we were in the right direction. And I think the first couple of times I was taking that route, I did share my location mm-hmm. with my own parents and my partner at the time Brilliant. so they knew what was going on. Um, and so just for my own ease of comfort, but also for theirs, because I know they were really worried about me and what I was doing. And I did have a freak out on the first time. I was like, gosh, you're on this moped, but I'm not sure where you're going to. And then, but then what I realized is people are so friendly abroad. And when they do see you as a lone female traveler, um, there's a different level of wanting to protect you and getting you somewhere safely. And okay. um, I guess, I wouldn't say I was unique, but I was a black female traveller. Yeah. Um, so I think that was another kind of like, wow, this is, this is different. Um, they wanted to make sure I was okay and having fun and enjoying their com- their country. Yeah. And so the amount of help that I had from people, so I got lost so many times and my yeah. battery died sometimes or the internet connection wasn't working and people just gave me their phone and like, talked to me or, or walked me to where I had to go to because they really wanted to make sure that I was safe and that I knew where I was going to. So. I think that fair kind of left well, after a nice. couple of times of being in the moped because people were just so open to helping me out. Nice, no, brilliant. Because I know you said something, and it's, it's like, it reminds me of London in the I think it was the seventies, um, mid seventies. Oh. We hear all these stories, but I remember one of the funny things for me is when my aunt came from America, and it was, mm. early, it was the early seventies. And as a kid, yeah, it was around this time of year as well because it was a summer holiday. So as a kid, you'd go out and play. So what we'd do mm-hmm. is go out and play and just put the latch on the door latchkey kids so we would go out and play in the 70s and we would go out and run around and and my aunt came and she says well aren't you locking the door aren't you putting these locks on and i always remember saying to her well why no one's going to come in the house Mm -hmm. and it wasn't the case we would go maybe about half a mile away run around with our friends and the 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 lock it was actually a latch and all you had to do was run back in push open the Mm -hmm. door run into the house and run back out and and she was like well surely they're going to break into your house i said no and that was the it's the mindset where yeah that that's how london was at the time where we, we had other issues there were issues and which i mean many people have discussed and i've discussed before but generally speaking mm. there, there was a certain also naivety because there wasn't the level of certain kind of um criminal activities that you may have now i mean things mm. things change because it, it evolves for the better and evolve, some things evolve for the worse but um so and that's why i said that that initial fear of doing something but yet at the same time you're going into maybe cultures where the, if you're by yourself and they're helping you, but were there, were there any yeah. any any signs of danger that you you may have felt, or you felt that as a woman traveling that you would you would advise people to watch out for, or you, generally your whole experience was was was, was, a, was a, an enlightening one? I mean, what would you say? Um, so there wasn't. So obviously, you're always wary that you're female going out to these countries, and you see all the news reports. And I remember speaking to someone about it from there, and he's like, "Well, you're of a certain age, and you're." demographics different you're not someone who's going to be drinking to get drunk and yeah. to acting silly so it, um you're kind of like not in that mindset and I wasn't someone who would be walking out late at night by myself anyway mm-hmm. um I guess when I think about danger um and I'm always worried about racism yeah. when I go abroad yeah. um I try to think about what countries I'm going to specifically to make sure that they are um as a black female you want to make sure it's a country that's opening to you or 100%. wanting to have you there yeah. Um, and unfortunately, I did have an experience in um, Singapore, but not by a Singaporean. 
it was actually by a South Africana guy yeah. who my friend and I were sitting down eating breakfast to go on a tour and he approached us saying that because I had some the thoughts locked in our hair and I was saying that our hair reminds him of the Zulu warriors back home mm-hmm. and at the time I just thought he was engaging in a conversation yeah. about us and then he went on to go and say how um, the worst thing to happen to black people was apartheid yeah. and then he went on to go criticising Minnie Mandela yeah. and how black people need saving and white persons are better to save them at this time, my friend had switched off from the conversation, but yeah. I went into kind of like defense. Okay, listen, this guy's gone to me. We're going to have it out. So mm-hmm. we went into a little verbal battle because I'm sort of that when someone talks about racism, someone talks about Winnie Mandela as well. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of like, okay, this is not really working for me. So we were having this battle, and he started shouting at me, saying how um, I don't know who he is, and his security guard watching me, and is going to they're going to come and kidnap me and take me away, yeah. and because of the way I'm talking to him, and I think. From then, I was like, you know, why are you actually engaging with this? I just stopped talking. Yeah. 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 So I was like, come on, stop being so stupid. Like, stop talking to him. So literally, I just turned off, and my friend and I just kept on shouting at us. Yeah, but isn't And I think, even though we were. Go on, sorry. I was going to say, isn't it interesting that the person that engaged with, he he referred to um, saving in South Africa and the worst thing that happened to apartheid. So, in one sense, he, he appeared somewhat sympathetic. But then when you, you showed intelligence and you're talking, talking to him, human to human he then switched and he he had to take another another approach as a how dare you talk to me that's 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 the gist of what i'm I'm getting and and without going into any more details because the thing is i know you you highlight that in the book so i I, I would still like people to go and get the book and get get your interpretation uh apart from that and and this wasn't from a person who was a local was there anything that you any kind of negative energy that you, you got from any local people when you were traveling None whatsoever. And I think that was really quite nice to see because I initially wanted to go to the Caribbean to do my sabbatical, but I was like, no, throw yourself and go somewhere you never would have thought about going. And actually, I had a different reaction where um, people actually really wanted to know about me. Um, the ones who are from those countries, I had comments from people who weren't born in those countries. So a lot of the British people who were shocked to see a British woman traveling mm-hmm. there. And like, oh, are you from Jamaica? I'm like, do I have a Jamaican <laughs> accent? I'm from the same country that you are from. It's like same accent just, as you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, it was, as I said, it was no, it was really lovely. And everyone was really, really open Brilliant. to helping me out. I wouldn't have thought it whatsoever. So yeah. is, is this something that you recommend for other women to do as well? Most certainly. Um, I'm definitely, a, I love traveling. Mm-hmm. I never thought I would be a backpacker and staying in hostels. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was amazed at how wonderful the hospitals are I think for me it's about stripping down who we are mm-hmm. and going back to basics and actually seeing life differently and it's great seeing in, host- in hotels and I did do that sometimes but actually just being in the hostel talking to other people doing something by yourself yeah. um, and having that time to be still because I find and I wouldn't just say it's black women it's also because I had a lot of black men approach me to say they were yeah. really and white guys actually say they really appreciated the book mm-hmm. and I think it's sometimes especially when you're mid-30 or going on towards the 40s, it's kind of like you need that time back to find out who you are again yeah. because you're now no longer that young person. You're That's moving right. to another age group. So who are you? And you can sometimes only find that by just standing still and being by yourself. And not everyone has that luxury to go and travel abroad. So I think I suggest that there's other things that you can do, like take a weekend away and take that time out. Yeah. But I definitely would recommend if someone has that opportunity to do so, backpacking was a way that I, I met different people I, it opened up my eyes around life and traveling as a family. Um, yeah, I mean, loved you, it. Uh, really missing no, it. You, you, <laughs> so, yeah. you sound more like my wife 
in terms of she's the adventurous type then as opposed to me yeah. and i know she's got a few friends similar kind of age where they've um, mm. where they've actually gone out and done things which i think historically someone like myself wouldn't because i think one of the things that i think is, is always at the back of my mind uh, is to do with the experiences of, of what it is is about is about racism or isms as a such mm. whereby uh, my experience is like not dissimilar to the conversation that you had with the south african man uh as, mm. oppo- as opposed to going to different places and 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 and, and feeling um just getting a, a positive energy i know i know my brother-in-law is in uganda and he talks about that same kind of thing just being being a person who is british uh and and being in another country or i know mm. other people who are living in australia and, and they, they 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 grew up as e- their youth was spent in the uk in london mm. and i think london is like is like is like it's like scotland it's like a it's it's in the uk but it's like a little island in itself so so, yeah. so many pluses but when when we go abroad we've already got the we do to also take some negative so it's great when you meet people that have traveled. I mean, as I said, I mentioned like um, the young man I know, Andrew, there's other people I know that have traveled in terms of ex- their experiences. When you, when you see that, and especially it's like now on social media where you can see the photographs for yourself or you can see the food and mm. you can see certain things. And it's not that you're there, but it's almost like you could think, well, mm, I wouldn't mind trying this. And I, and, yeah. I, and like I said, out of one to 10, I'm more like about a six or a seven when it comes to these, these adventures. So um, it's something, mm. it's something to think about. Cause I'm, I'm, as I approach my 60th year on this, this planet, I think that's something mm. that I will have to really think about. And, and it's especially post COVID um, just try and mm-hmm. try and, and experience what maybe our, our our parents and our grandparents never had a chance to do because a lot of the time their life was spent um, just working, <laughs> working and working yeah. and, and, and laying a foundation for us. So I think, um, not think, I think I, I will, I will definitely uh, follow your more adventurous spirit in my in my Bye. in my own way. <laughs> Put it that way. Maybe maybe not going on the back of a motorbike. <laughs> Tra- traveling to some, okay, to the jungle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and strangely enough, I mean, like Dominica, I love Dominica. I think a lot of places that I've mm. been to tend to be in the Caribbean and and in, in places like that. So, um, mildly adventurous, but definitely not as adventurous as you. Yeah. A question. I just want to touch on an important sorry. that you meant, sorry, about um, our grandparents coming over here, yeah. and that was the big adventure. And I think that for me also was another tribe of, gosh, our grandparents, they left yeah. the Caribbean to come to England. and and I was like, what have we done in our generation that has been as big as they have? Like, we've all travelled on holidays. I had nice holidays. We've lived a life. had a really comfortable life for most of us in London. Yeah. And that's thanks to my parents who made me have that lifestyle. But what have we now done that's just as adventurous? Yeah. I remember my grandma telling me I shouldn't do this. And I said, well, Granny, you picked yourself up to come mm. to England. That's right. So this is just like, this is kind of like me having the next step on just like, progressing what you've done and being a bit when I'm always I'm an adventurous person but it's like let's challenge myself and so I always think be thankful for, to our grandparents who made that happen for us and made it possible for us to do what we're doing now all right when you said it to your granny well look at what you've done what, what did she what did she say to that <laughs> she kissed her teeth at me that's what she did <laughs> but, 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 see and that's the beautiful thing that we get about kissing our teeth, which we, we they inherited from their, their their parents and grandparents, which is usually from the, the wonderful West African coast. And kissing the teeth yeah. means so much. It means, well, you're right, but I don't have to say anything. Yeah, and who do you think yeah. you are? So there's not there's an answer, just like that. That, that, yeah. that, that says that says <laughs> so much, so so much. 
but one of the questions you, you, you talked about mm -hmm. about the, the minor the minor little um, talking point was from this this man was about your hair, and as a woman yeah. who uh, and I saw the pictures and the pictures are in the book, and mm. and how long were you away? Was it three months you were away for? It was three months, yeah. yeah. So how was it in terms of maintaining your hair? Do you know, I think, um, I remember someone commented saying, I can't think you post this picture of yourself looking like that. Right. And I think that was the beauty of it. Um, that I could just be free and not be bothered about my hair. I put it up in a protective style. Yeah. And it also, so when it starts to look messy, it still looks okay. Yeah. But for me, it was about letting go of all the superficial things and just being me without having to worry about what I look like all the time. Um, I, I my mum was this uh, I look like a traveller. No, no, no. But I saw the pictures, and there's nothing wrong in your hair. So, what, yeah. what, so is it a case of right? We connect to here. So, is it your hair normally not natural? Is it straight? Is it something that or more? more? Oh, it, it's it's natural, but I'm not someone who knows how to plait or okay. from okay. that okay. black female who's. I have a hairdresser who sorts my hair out for me, see, or a they, couple. See, <laughs> see, there you go, that honesty again. It's like, well, yeah. Uh, so, but, so uh, the next adventure, are you going to learn to to, to do uh, to do? Your... I tried during yeah. lockdown. I did try, and my cousin who sees each other will tell you she has loads of laughing experience from my attempts. Um, but as I say, I always use it for this reason: I'm giving back to the black community by keeping friends to my hairdresser. <laughs> right. It's an so, excuse. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> if, so if someone wanted to travel and they, they didn't have a style that was easy to maintain, are there hair products that you could find in these countries? I found it pretty difficult. Maybe what I want, I wasn't looking for it. Okay. I know I met visited my friend in Vietnam, so she had products. Yeah. But um, do you know what? You'll you'd be amazed at how well our hair takes the sun. Oh, and just the basics of yeah. stuff. So um, I can imagine it would be difficult. And I did pack just the ordinary oils and shampoo that I needed. Brilliant. But um, yeah, my hair grew longer because yeah. yeah. so, so, I wasn't fussing with it. Yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> so, I, look, yeah. I look at I look at like um, Love Island, and when you got, got like the <laughs> the token or one one or two black females that are in there, and you see two yeah. things: you see how their hair is when they go in, and then obviously they get the sun, and then oh. the, the makeup on the face. If you use makeup, yeah. it tends to be the wrong color, as you, as the melanin um, makes your skin yeah. much more golden. And the other thing is that the hair starts to grow. So you, depending on your style, um, you can either see yeah. your natural hair. Some call it regrowth and blah blah. So, so to me, you, you, your hair is your hair. That's what you're born with. So it's like, well, if it, if it experiences, you just have to be comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just have to be comfortable what your hairstyle looks like. And I'm so happy for lockdown because I think a lot of people are embracing their natural hair a lot more That's right. and having their hair out. So, um, yeah, for me, I my hair was the least of my problems. I put it into a style which I knew would last. Yeah. And then I had head wraps, which have been my saviour. So I wrapped my hair up <laughs> quite a lot as well. Yeah. So, so <laughs> if, if someone is very conscious about their hair and they, they have various styles, you would definitely recommend... Um, considering if you're going to go to three to six months, especially to parts of the world that may not have products for you here to, 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 to take that into consideration yeah. as well. Yeah. Take into consideration. But there's loads of Facebook groups as well with okay. other black people in those areas. So you can always contact those okay. and they will let you know where to do that. So I met a few people through Facebook groups. Okay. So, so there's a Facebook group about travelers and you can go on there and ask questions. So if say, say for example, yeah. I wanted to go to Malaysia, Malaysia, and um, I wanted to find a barbers or something like that. There, there might be a group. Someone say, "Yeah, hey, go to this place and blah 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 and whatever else." So this this does exist. Now. Yeah, okay. it does exist. I've met my son who's moved to Vietnam. She okay. set up a black in Vietnam group on Facebook for Seriously? women, okay. and I'm part of that group. So I'm not there, but you see posts saying, "Oh, 
where can I get my hair done? Or I've just recently travelled back and I've got some product with them and one So there are communities out there of black people so, so who where, really are supporting where, the family. Where, where does your friend come from? I mean, what place of origin? In the UK. Where, oh, she's British born, but she's, her parents are from the Caribbean. Okay. Because one of the things, her. and I know I, I had an experience. This was actually one of the best barbers I found. And he was from, I was in Barbados and I needed to get my hair cut. Mm. And, I, and I was walking past this shop and I was kind of a bit apprehensive. And I saw this guy mm-hmm. and he had one hand. And I know it's not it's not a joke. He definitely had one hand and he was cutting people's hair. Mm-hmm. So I kept walking past and I looked and I saw these guys coming out and their hair looked really nice. So I thought, yeah. okay, you know what, let me take a risk. And because, and I went in there, we started talking, but the guy was actually from Jamaica. And he had he had okay. one arm and he, he said, no, he's been like Barbados. He goes backwards and forth. Most of the time he's he's got family in Barbados now. But this guy, mm-hmm. amazingly, and, and he, he he just cut his hair, the hair with one hand. He used the other hand to balance, and it was it was to me the best haircut I think I had in the Caribbean. Uh, and and the, the reason I'm saying that is that sometimes you, you you come across these these little nuggets, these little golden nuggets when you least expect mm. it. So uh, yeah, okay. So so after I mean the end of the book, so I'm just going to try and go through some some bits. The end of the book, you, you mm-hmm. talk about places that you, you you enjoy, and and then Guyana comes in as well. Yes. Um, and and. Is that is that where your family comes from, or is that some place where? From my maternal side, from okay. Guyana. Okay. Yeah, my my, my grand was in Guyana at that time, mm-hmm. and I guess I came back to London and still had a month off, and I was from my um, my sabbatical, and I was debating whether to go back to work or do a bit more travelling. Mm-hmm. I just thought, you know what, I need to go back home. I need mm-hmm. to go back to where my grandfather I mentioned passed away, yeah. um, because he was buried in Guyana and wasn't okay. able to go and. Various. I thought, you know, I'm going to go back to Guyana because I haven't been there since I was 19. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad I went back to see it as an adult yeah. and spend time with my gran as well because she was there and by herself. It was nice to spend time with my gran and see Guyana again. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I love about the book. In 70, right, less than 100 pages, I'm going to say. And there yeah. is there is so much. It's very concise. It's very honest. Uh, I highly recommend it. And But, but what's next? Are you going to write another book? Everyone keeps asking me that. Um, we'll see what's next and next phase of my life because I am, um, I think I was reluctant to because it was so honest, but I realised for me, honesty is a really good way for me for my own mental well-being. Yeah. And also you don't realise how it touches other people. So it depends on what's going on in the next phase of my life. Um, I've really enjoyed writing this book, um, but I'm not going to just write something for the sake of doing it. It needs to be something that's open and honest to me about who I am as a person. And uh-huh. um, so, yeah, I just say watch this space really. Okay, well, I'm 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 gonna definitely watch it, and um, and, and and I would like to thank your cousin. I'm not gonna name who she is. But I'd like to thank her. And I'm gonna actually yeah. phone her uh, when I go back to work on Tuesday and say thank you. Yeah. And and it, it's strange because a, a few little things happened because we were supposed to do this about what four weeks ago, have this conversation yeah. about four weeks ago, and and and, and things happen. Um, my my son, yeah, my life. son, my son got COVID. Life, yeah, and he's 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 re- he's really well now. He's bounced back. Uh, he's still. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting, like, horrible illness. That really horrible illness, and um, and then a few things happen along the lines um, with you as well. But I'm, I'm really, really glad that we can have this conversation. Yeah. And and I will, I will contact you. Maybe get a text out of this just to say, well, what's happening? Definitely, because um, no, and, definitely. Uh, and, and the last thing, uh, if you had to, if someone like, um, I think my mum's even more adventurous than me. But if someone said sim- <laughs> similar age. Uh, mm-hmm. No, let's forget. Forget age, anything. Talking to me, what would you say to someone who may be reluctant to travel or see something they haven't done before? 
I would say that if COVID hasn't taught us, COVID taught us one thing is that we need to just grab life and experience life now. Um, so don't pause and don't say, oh my gosh, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to wait till next year. Just be challenge yourself. I'm always about challenging ourselves and embracing that because you never know what's going to come out of those experiences. So don't procrastinate. That's the biggest thing. I think the longer you procrastinate, the more unlikely you're going to do something. So don't procrastinate. Just get on and do it. And find someone who's going to be your um, cheerleader, I guess. Yeah. To cheerlead you on that way. I've got a few of those, which I think are good. Um, definitely. Yeah, don't procrastinate. Just, if you say you're going to do something and you, or you want to do something, go and get it researched and book it. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's interesting. There's certain things in my life, more than keen, boom, 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 very adventurous. But I think in terms yeah. of traveling to certain places, and, and all right, one thing, there's some underlining reasons in terms of traveling, because I said, uh, mm. as you get older, for me in particular, there's certain underlining little health issues. Minor, but I just said, it doesn't stop you from doing certain things, but I think you can make them bigger than they are. But then secondly, it's also, I think, it's it's not, it, it's feeling comfortable, feeling safe. And, and I yeah. think that, that can sometimes s- stop you from having that big adventure, that big moment. So I, I really, really am grateful for again your cousin for telling me about the yeah. book and i am grateful for being able to read the book it's not it's, it's and i recommend it again i'm going to say the, oh, name, the name of the book um finding my stillness and the author is mina prince who i'm talking to now and this goes out to also a friend of mine sledge and i'm going to get you to listen to this because for i've read his um his first second draft for his book and mm-hmm. he's never published it and he's, he's, he's uh, yeah. such a knowledgeable guy. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm going to send it to him directly as well. Good. So Mina, thank you. Um, again, I'm going to mention it, Finding My Stillness. And you can find it on Amazon. And you know yeah. what? I'm, I'm going to leave the rest to you. Say what you've got to say. Oh, I just want to say thank you for this opportunity. It's my first podcast to promote my book. Um, and it's all very daunting. This whole experience has been. But um me it's just been really nice to get the book out there and that it has touched people so it is on amazon um which you can get as an ebook or a hard book and um yeah just really wanted people to just embrace it and share their experiences and i think just go out if you want to do something just grab it and go and do it that's my mentality brilliant once again thank you thank you very much for your time okay thank you thank you for inviting me thank you very much for taking the time to listen I hope you enjoyed the episode. We've got a lot more to come over the next few weeks, including a Mandem book club, a lot more. But for now, thanks again. Until next time.